Mike Yardley is with us this morning. Kia ora, Mike. Kia ora, Jack. I was just reflecting on plastic, by the way, and I've got a personal plastic crisis, which oh. I find quite ironic. Yeah. Because you know how, obviously, anyone who gardens feels like they're, they're at one with nature, you know? They're, yeah. getting, they're getting hands-on <laughs> with the environment. Yeah. Why is it when you buy a plant from a garden centre or a hardware store, it comes in that big, hard plastic sort of container, which is not recyclable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you can. It really sucks. It does really <laughs> suck. I think, I don't want to speak out of line here, but I think you can recycle some what of those. I do? Yeah. I don't really? know if they actually melt it down and turn it into something else. I think they maybe just reuse it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think some garden centres actually have a recyclable bin available for them. So, look, I'm sure okay. someone else knows a whole lot more about me uh, than, than I do about that. Story of my life. Yes. Um, so yeah, well, we'll ask our we'll ask our listeners, and I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll come up with it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Sweet. Yeah. So we'll take yeah. a look. Anyway, um, we're talking travel this morning, as we always do yep. on Saturday mornings, and focusing on Bern in Switzerland. That's the capital of Switzerland, of course. What 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 makes the city so um so attractive in your eye? Do you think, Mike? Well, I've only recently been there for the first time, Jack, and it actually vastly exceeded my expectations. The thing is, if you go up onto like the hillsides that encircle the city and you look down, it's like this floating island city because they've got this stunning river, the River R, that sort of lassoes its way around the old town. And then from above, as you look down on it, it's like this floating beauty. And then you've got all of the red-roofed townhouses and very manicured gardens yeah. all just tumbling down to that liquid jade river. Uh, add to that, the medieval architecture, and with that dramatic topography, it really is a city that strikes such a strong first impression. It really knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it looks amazing. So, so um, you had a bit of an explore. And, and what's the go with yep. Bear Park? <laughs> this is quite curious, Jack. So I went up onto the uh, side of the hill above Bern to Baden Graben, which is the Beer Park. Right. And you can see the living mascots of Bern. They've had these mascots for centuries. Not the same beers, obviously, but um, ever since the town's founder dispatched hunters into the surrounding woods, he said to them, Whatever animal you uh, kill first, I will name the city after it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the beer became the city's mascot and the inspiration for the city's name. So they've got these um, Eurasian beers up at the beer park. Right. The family of them, Finn, Bjork, and their daughter, Eusina. They had another daughter, Berna, but she was shifted off to a zoo because um, her mother and her clashed rather violently, which doesn't uh, go down too well with the tourists. New. Um, so Berna got evicted, but um, even if you don't approve of beers being used today as shameless tourist bait, it definitely is the place to go for that kick-ass view over Bern. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's a very arcaded city, isn't it? Yeah, I found this really intriguing, and it actually reminded me of places like Bologna uh, yeah. or Turin, where you've just got this 
sort of cobweb of arcaded streets. They've actually got six kilometres of them in Bern. So obviously being Switzerland, when the heavens open up, they're actually a very trusty refuge. Yeah. Um, it is one of Europe's most arcaded cities. But even more intriguing is the network of underground businesses below these covered promenade. So you'll be walking along a street, Jack, and you'll see these small wooden slat doors right. that are open on the street, so you can sort of venture down into these cave-like dwellings, and there's some really cool underground boutiques and bars lurking underneath Burn. Oh, nice. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I like I like when you can sort of go and you know, explore some of those little nooks and cracky, uh, crannies yeah. and things. Crackies. Um, Einstein's house must be a popular draw. Oh, yes. There's always a crowd outside his old house. Um, So he lived in Bern from about the age of 16, if I recall correctly. And it was when he was in Bern that he discovered and published his theory of relativity and was awarded the Nobel Prize. So, yeah, I had to satisfy my inner geek sensibilities, went for a bit of a walk through his apartment. It's very well preserved. Lots of uh, period furnishings. And his house is on one of Bern's most picturesque old streets called Kramgas. And the other amazing thing about this street is it's adorned with this series of amazing water fountains, and they're all crowned with characters. So you've got Beers, you've got Samson, yeah. uh, you've got a bagpiper, and the best one of all, even though it's um, quite a shock for passing children, this massive flesh-eating ogre <laughs> seemingly <laughs> swallowing a small child on top of a fountain. Oh, God. Yes, you do. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> nice. What yeah. about the world's oldest horological puppet show? Oh, there's word of the day, horological, yeah. measuring time, yes. Cherished uh, pastime in Bern for nearly 600 years has been together four minutes before the hour in front of the world's oldest and biggest horological puppet shows. This is Bern's magnificent clock tower, the Zietglogger, and it plays host to the spectacle every hour. So you get this lavish parade of mechanical beers, of course, yeah. jesters and emperors, and they put on this animated performance to tell the time. It's very fanciful, um, very much a folly, but it uh, never misses a beat. Oh, nice. And there's a curious hotel next to Parliament. Yes, uh, right next to the Bundeshaus. Um, pop into Bellevue Palace Hotel. Ridiculously expensive to stay there, but it's a real treasure chest, and it's actually owned by the state, and it's been on the front lines of so much history. Yeah. I was having a chat to um, one of the waiters in there, and, and he was saying that during World War II, one half of the restaurant catered to Allied guests, the other half patrons from the Axis states. Uh, wanted you know to to have a dollar each way, yeah, as yeah. Britain does. But if, if the weather's behaving, head outdoors onto the Bellevue Terrace for coffee and cake while drinking in the most amazing wide views of the Bernese Alps on the horizon. Oh, Great yeah. spot. Oh, that sounds fantastic. All right. Thank you so much, Mike.